listening to Hormone Training. My name is Jay Daye, and I am one of two hosts on this podcast. Hormone Training Podcast is bite-sized entertainment that focuses on introspective conversation with queer Latinx millennials. And I know millennials are disgusting. We don't have to get into it again. Each week, we're going to rotate between three segments called Thoughtful Moment, Entertainment Review, and Some Science Shit. And you're here for some science shit, as you can tell from the title, because it's, you know, Saturn. And if you're thinking like, oh, three segments, like what the fuck? You know what? I love a podcast that just changes topics all the time. And since that's not something that I saw a lot, I really wanted to create something that switch it up just so like you don't get bored because bitch, I hate being bored. So here's three segments and here's some science. Also, I want to preface this episode that it's a day late. I do know that. I was supposed to post this on Monday, but it's getting up on Tuesday. And that's because I went home for Xmas. I know during the pandemic, can you believe? But I was safe. I got tested about four days before. So that came out pretty good. And then my mother was quarantined. So it wasn't like it was that big of a deal. And I made it very clear that we weren't going to see family just because we wanted to be safe. So I was able to do that. And I really thought, I was like, bitch, you know what? I'll be able to fly, record, edit, and do all of that and I couldn't and I was tired and I'm tired now and really just spending the time with family is so much fun it really is you know like charging up and you know seeing people that you haven't seen in a long time and especially with fucking covidina and all that shit happening I just wanted to spend some time with my family and I know it's like controversial because it's not safe to be traveling and all that stuff but I mean if I was being safe about it my family was safe about it I didn't see anybody then I really want to take the opportunity to see them because bitch it might be my last time and I want last time I saw my mom to be like two years ago like I don't know so I did it and then I'm really tired now and there's no COVID symptoms I can still taste so I'm still eating eating them tamales if you know what I'm saying right Latinos out there know what I'm saying about them tamales and um yeah I feel good I feel recharged I'm ready for the new year this is the last episode for season one because 2021 we're gonna start a new season which not really much is gonna change I mean we keep making it sound like it's gonna be like this big thing but I mean really all that's really happening is we're gonna try to get some new album art we're gonna get some new music we're gonna change up the structure a little bit not too much but just a little bit and love starting fresh and know that it hasn't been like a full year for us to be a season but there's just something about starting Starting new in the new year that we were just like you know what let's just take a week off in January and then just figure out what our personality is and then also take feedback that we've gotten from you guys because a lot of our friends and a lot of random people have given us some feedback which we really appreciate and love just because if it wasn't for people's feedback I mean we wouldn't be able to evolve so <laughs> we love we love to see it aside from that Let's jump into it. Fucking Saturn, bitch. And today, I'm covering why does Saturn have rings? This was actually a question that came from my co-host, Leslie. I asked her, what are some science shit things that you want to know? And she said, well, what the fuck am them rings about Saturn got going on doing over there? And I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to make an episode about that. Also, in honor of the great Saturn-Jupiter conjecture that just happened last weekend, I thought it was only appropriate that I cover Saturn since I covered Jupiter two science episodes ago. So, if you guys remember this big old thing online about the Saturn and Jupiter conjecture, like, it's the first closest they've ever been in a hundred billion trillion gazillion years, which I'm obviously over-exaggerating, but I mean, you know these headlines literally make these things sound as if fucking Saturn and Jupiter are not near each other all the time, but they were the closest they've ever been, and it was really exciting for a lot of people, and if you're a star goer, then you obviously went out there to go see. It's the second largest planet of all the eight planets. You know, a lot of people think that it's bigger than Jupiter just because of the ring system, but it's actually the second largest, and not only is it one of the largest planets in the solar system, it's actually the lightest planet, which is fucking insane to think about. That something as ginormous behemoth of a fucking Saturn is light. The old saying goes that, like, if you had a bathtub big enough, Saturn could float in it. But it would leave a ring. <laughs> Get it? It would leave a ring, you know? Like, when you're showering and then it leaves that soap scum ring, you know? It's gross. <laughs> It's lame, I know, but I didn't make it up. But yeah, that's kind of crazy, right? Is that it would float on water? Like, what the fuck? Like, bitch, Jesus, you better watch out. Saturn coming for your job. But the reason why it's so light is because it's made of, of hydrogen and helium. On Earth, we use helium for fucking balloons because it's even lighter than air. And it has some ammonia crystals all up in that atmosphere, which is it gives it that nice, beautiful yellow color, which we all love. And people like to think that Jupiter is the only one that has storms on it but you know what saturn also has storms it's just kind of hard to see because it's so yellow but there i'll be also posting pictures on our instagram check us out homo in training i'll be posting pictures of the storms on saturn the ring system like all of that stuff it's gonna look very so those are some very basic, basic, quasic, masic ass facts about Saturn. Now, y'all came here for the rings. Now let's talk about the rings. Did you know that those rings are due to the moons? Like, what? You wouldn't think a fucking ring is a moon, but bitch, they are. And they're a reason why they keep the shape of the rings. So let's talk about that iconic ass ring system right now. So not only has this amazing planet baffled astronomers since the beginning of time, since we had telescopes so we could actually see this beautiful star-like object, where did those rings come from? And there was a really badass probe called the Cassini-Huygens probe, which went out to Saturn and gave us a lot, if not majority, of the information that we know about Saturn today, which has been one of the most successful probes that have been sent out to science. And this probe went out back in the, back in the old-timey days, so like we didn't even have good technology then. Imagine if we sent a probe now with all the upgraded technology. Bitch, we can find out even more about Saturn. But because of budget cuts, because of a lot of things going on, that's not one of the priorities coming up in the next couple years. But you never know, we might get smart enough and, I don't know, maybe stop doing wars and start focusing on science. It's a very utopian type of idea, and I know it's very impossible, especially in the capitalistic societies our own. But a man can dream, bitch. A man can dream, though. A man can dream. 
Let me dream. So these rings are relatively new. You know, scientists usually used to think that these ring systems have been around since the beginning of Saturn's existence, which is about 4 billion years. But actually, it shows that the rings are as young as 100 million years, which still, you're like, 100, a billion, what the fuck? You guys, literally, a million years is literally a blink of an eye in the eye of astronomy, and it's young as fuck. And that's really interesting because, you know, when you think of ring systems, you try to think of it being as something like the moon. Like, it's been around for you know, billions of years. But actually, the way that the ring systems are created is because there is a limit to how close objects can get to a planet. If it gets too close, the gravity that is closest to the planet starts to tug on it. With the opposite side, since it's not that close to the planet, it's not tugging as hard. So what you have is these two opposite type of pulls, where one is pulling super hard and one is pulling away, and causes the planet to start to crumble because it has these two forces on it. And as it gets closer, it starts to rip apart into tiny little pieces. Those pieces hit each other, and the more those pieces hit each other, then they become dust, and then other fucking things flying into them and make them even smaller. And even the fucking sun's powerful-ass rays hitting those rocks can cause some fucking chemical reaction that makes them break apart even more. So these little rocks are going through so much. Not only is a planet fucking pulling on them, breaking them apart, Apart, they're also breaking each other apart because space is chaotic. They're bumping into each other every five minutes. Cassini was able to test what type of rocks and dust that was. It found that a lot of it was ice comets, rock asteroids, and moons. So a big reason why you can see them in space is because you're seeing the ice reflecting the sunlight that's going from the sun. So that's why they're so fucking bright and stand out so much is because there's a lot of ice. People think that a planet got too close and it ripped it apart, causing the rings. Others think that two moons hit each other and then that caused the ring system. You know, others think that captured asteroids or captured comets helped create the ring system. And they're probably all right. There's probably not one reason why they're still around. Because, you know, yes, two planets could have crashed into each other causing the ring system. But what has kept them in that orbit for so long? What has kept them stable? And the little particles can vary in size from like dust all the way up to mountains size rocks. So these vary in size, but a majority of them is dust and pebble rock, but there is some fucking mountain house size ones out there too. So you got to be very careful. It's not just something that you can fly through. Like you might get something in your mouth. <laughs> it's not the good thing if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right, fellas? <laughs> Just kidding. The ring system is divided into seven major ring groups, which are named after the alphabet, but they don't go in ABC order. They go in order of when they were discovered in ABC order. So if that doesn't make sense, I understand. But basically, it goes from A to G, and D being the closest ring, and then E being the farthest ring. Within those ring groups, there are hundreds of little ringlets throughout the whole entire system. And one thing that we learned from Cassini was that these ring systems were kept in place by shepherd moons. So not only is fucking Saturn walking on water, Jesus, he's fucking over here shepherding, shepherding look at the fucking the, the moons and jesus was a shepherd i think that's why he had a um that's why he lived on a farm 
you know what, you guys? I don't know too much about Jesus. I just know the very basics. I should probably get my Bible out. But yeah, dude, like these rings are kept together by moons, which check my Instagram, um, homo in training, because I'm going to be posting pictures. But there are certain moons that kind of like push these rocks and dust into these little rings. It's cool because you'll see it where two moons will have this little ring sandwiched in the middle and it'll keep it from being unstable. And you'll see these little ripples and it's just the most beautiful thing you've ever seen and to know that these moons and destruction of moons created the ring system and other moons are helping make sure that structure stays together that's really fucking cool because you don't think of the ring system as moons or moons heavily involved in keeping it together but they really are and some of the standout moons that are on Saturn are two of my favorite. There are so many more weird ones, but today I just want to talk about two very special ones. One is called Enceladus. I think you've heard of it if you if you haven't, but right now the main place that scientists want to look for life is water. Because on Earth, that is where life is abundant. I mean, you look in the ocean, bitch, there is life, algae, bacteria, microbes, every inch, everywhere in that water. And that water is helping make sure that chemical reactions happen in the water so life keeps going on forever and ever and ever. And as you know, our bodies are fucking 80% water. Also, have you been drinking your water today? I'm looking around and I don't have my water bottle. I'm dehydrated. But water is a big reason why in our bodies we're able to have chemical reactions too that keep us alive. So water is pretty important. And yeah, life can exist without water. Yes, that is true. But if we know that for a fact life can exist in water, scientists are going to look in those places first. Especially when you talk about NASA that has such a limited budget and has to very carefully make these decisions of where they're going to visit you know, to get more bang for their buck. So if you're going to look somewhere for life, you're going to look in water. And because Enceladus is ice, in the middle is hot liquid water. And the reason that people know this today is because when Cassini was flying through Saturn, it saw ice volcanoes, dude, and was spitting out liquid water into the atmosphere, which, fun fact, one of the rings of Saturn, which is the E-ring, is predominantly made up of those water particles that are coming out of Enceladus. Like, that's fucking crazy! So this little, 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 little planet, it's literally the size of Colorado, how small it is. Enceladus is just spewing out all this organic material that Cassini was able to test and see that it was organic, which means it could probably have life. Unfortunately, Cassini didn't have a, a life testing kit on board because they didn't even think that they would find this, but they were able to take tests and see that there is organic com components in the water that we have here on Earth. So that's something that the moon itself is not only creating the rings, but it's supplying it with a steady supply of material for it to keep going, which is fucking badass. Another favorite moon that I love so much, so, so, so much, is Titan. Now, Titan is really interesting just because it is the second largest moon in the whole entire solar system. It's bigger than Mercury, and it is very, very Earth-like, you guys. It is fucking the coolest planet in the whole entire world. Cassini had a little probe on it called the Huygens probe, which they released into the atmosphere of Titan, you guys. And they made this kind of video movie of actual images that was taken by the probe as it was descending into the atmosphere. And it is fucking insane how much this little moon looks like Earth. 
it has sand dunes and not sand dunes with like sand silica that we have. Their sand is hydrocarbon grains. Now, for example, a hydrocarbon is like petroleum. It's oil. It's the shit used for your fucking gasoline. Imagine that so cold, it turns into sand, dude. Fucking sand petroleum. Like that is insane. Also has volcanoes that doesn't shoot out lava, but shoots out water. What? What the fuck? And then it has lakes and rivers. It's not made of water like it would be on Earth because it is cold, you guys. It is minus 250 degrees Fahrenheit on that planet. Like it is cold as fuck. So it isn't water that is creating these lakes and these rivers. It's liquid methane. Liquid farts, you guys. Can you fucking believe? <laughs> like methane on Earth is fucking farts. And in Titan, it is so cold that it's liquid. Like, that is fucking wild. And I don't know. I think Titan is really, really cool. These moons are really important to the formation of the rings of Saturn because they're strong and their influences on the rings help make sure that they stay in a stable orbit. Now, those rings are thin as fuck, you guys. Like, they're only about three quarters of a mile thick. And yes, three quarter miles is a lot, right? But I mean, you're talking about Saturn, the second largest planet in the solar system. Like, three quarters of a mile ain't shit. And if you were to shrink that planet down to scale to compare it to a piece of paper, the rings would be ten times thinner than the piece of paper. Those rings are thin and fickle actually disappearing as we speak which is really sad to think because these rings are such a staple of saturn like when you think of saturn you think of rings you don't think of anything else and to know that they're disappearing at an astronomically quick rate makes you kind of reflect and be like damn bitch like i'm kind of lucky that i'm able to see these things like they're beautiful they're magnificent and i've just heard that if you see it out of a telescope it changes your life and i oh, would love to one day have a telescope to be able to see into the sky and you know i do live in california where there is a lot of cities, so it is really hard for me to see the stars, but, you know, I do travel and I do see my family, which is in the center of the United States, which there's not a lot of light, so I can see the stars there, but I would hope to one day be able to see that planet through a telescope. Like, that shit would be pretty badass, especially since I'm a space junkie, like, I would love to see that. Alright, so, like, those are the rings! Like, that's, like, very basic where the rings come from, what they're made of, all that shit. And let's wrap it up with what other planets have rings because, you know, Saturn's not the only one that has rings and how fast they're disappearing. So let's wrap this shit up, boy. Pew, pew. Yes, the last science shit of 2021. I'm so happy this came together. Yes, it was a day late. Yes, it is a few hours late, but you know what, bitch, we're here. And that's the bare minimum I can get out of 2020. Let me tell you, this year has been quite a roller coaster. And to make it this far and to have this many episodes and to have about 99% of them come out on time, I think is pretty good. I'm allowed a screw up, okay? I'm allowed one or two because I'm human. I'm a, I'm a real person. I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Aside from that shit, 
fucking Saturn. It's not the only planet that has rings. All the gas giants do. Jupiter has three faint rings. Uranus has 13. And Neptune has about five. So it's not uncommon for these planets to have rings. And, you know, one day, Mars is going to have rings too. You know, Mars has a moon called Phobos, which is getting pretty close to the planet. And like I said earlier, there is a threshold called the Roche threshold. When an object gets too close to a planet, it will be torn apart. And Phobos is getting pretty close to that. In a couple million years, that moon is going to get ripped apart. And Mars is also going to have a ring system. So that's going to be really beautiful to see in the future too. So any planet can have a ring system. The only thing is, are we around to see it? And you know, Earth could have had ring systems. You know, Venus and Mercury most likely didn't because they're so close to the sun. But Mars... Mars definitely probably had some, and bitch, fucking Saturn could have had more, and then so could have Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune. They could have had a bitch, even no, probably not Pluto, but still, bitch, probably a lot of them. And we're so lucky to be alive in a time where we're able to see these in its full glory. And with these new studies happening, it is showing that the rings are disappearing faster and faster than originally believed. They only think that they have about 200 to 300 million years left, which you're probably thinking, bitch, that's longer than my lifetime. And yeah, it is. But as you know, fucking the dinosaurs came and <laughs> came and gone in less time than that. So who knows what could happen with us. But we live at a time where we're able to observe these. And I understand money is tight. Like, bitch, I'm broke. I get it. But for us to be able to have the technology to even buy a telescope to possibly see the planet in its full glory, I think is something that we should take advantage of because we only got one life. And, you know, if there's anything Corona taught me is that at any moment, this shit can be taken from us you know nothing is guaranteed doesn't matter if you're young if you're old if anything you can lose your life at any moment and we should be lucky to have all these opportunities that we can use you know like we live in a time of technology bitch like we can do anything we want and look up and you know that Saturn Jupiter conjecture thing is really fun and interesting and they're still pretty close together so if you look up you will be able to still see that they're pretty close to each other so I highly recommend that you take the time to look up and you can see Mars you can see Venus and I post on the Instagram of the ways that you can see them and even if you get one of those stargazing apps like those are really easy ways for you to start learning the stars just like our ancestors did and in the future we'll get into an astrology episode but these things affect our lives and they've been affecting our lives and they're beautiful objects to see and I hope that with this science shit and this podcast I made you think deeper and I made you curious about the world not only with the solar system but even with earth you know with my plant facts and things like that I hope that all of those things help you ask questions about your surroundings and appreciate the world the fragile world that we live in because you know it's not guaranteed it's not forever but for us to be living at a time where we're able to have nature able to appreciate all these things fresh air going outside bitch like even be able to walk in public places because of corona has really made me look at things and be like damn bitch like I was out here walking and not looking at the stars and being able to take a full deep breath like now I have to fucking breathe in this fucking humid ass mask and before I feel like I wouldn't even take deep breaths of the outside air and now that's all I that's all I want is to fucking take a deep breath and smell fresh air you know but thank you guys for 
allowing me and Leslie to have this podcast. And thank you for listening every week. And if I disappointed anyone with this last late episode, I'm sorry. I promise 2021 it's going to be different. Like, bitch, like, I'm going to queue up these episodes and you will get them on time, bitch. I promise you. And if I don't, then I'm human and please forgive me. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Bye.